Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Ayers on the Family. We're excited to talk to you today. We're, we're, it's an interesting time of year, Linda. It's the start of school. It's the you know, we used to always think of the, this is the new year. We didn't think of January 1st. We always thought September, that's when the school year starts. The end of August, start of September, that's the new year. I know, and the, the sad thing is some people have changed their mind on that. As in Arizona, they started August 1st. August 1st, that's insane. And also Hawaii started August about 5th or something, and now they're all holed up in their houses waiting for Where did that ever happen? Where but did that ever happen? I don't happen? know what in the world they were thinking to break off summer and start in August. But September, I mean, even <laughs> the Utah schools where we are um, have started. They started last week. Well, for some people, I, we were talking to a woman the other day, and I said, how's, how's the start of school been? She said, oh, my kids aren't in school yet. I said, well, when do your kids start? And she said, right after Labor Day. And I said, well, what school district are you in? And she said, well, our school district started a couple of weeks ago, but I personally do not put my kids in school until after Labor Day. <laughs> I don't care what they say. I think it's wrong. <laughs> I said, well, good luck. Good luck to you. But, good luck to the kids. But, but the point is, it is it, for, for families with children at home and in school, this is a big time of year. This is the time when so much is happening and so many patterns are being set that are going to last all the way through the school year. And for some families, and this is what we're going to talk about today, it's a time for setting school year goals. It's, a, it's by far the best time of the year to set goals if you're trying to help your kids to learn how to set goals. And what are they going to accomplish this year in school? And what are their goals going to be for their academics and for their extracurricular activities and for their personal development and so on? And I just want to make a point, and we want to make a point today in this show, that helping your kids to learn how to set goals is a powerful, powerful thing. It's probably in some ways the most important thing you can do for your kids. If they learn as young children how to set a goal and how to make a plan to get to that goal, that's that's going to last. Uh, it's going to be a legacy for the rest of their life. It really is pretty amazing what happens when you turn the ownership of what they're going to do in school, the grades they're going to get, how they're going to work socially and emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all that. When it comes from them instead of you as a parent, it, it just makes all the difference. Now, you used a powerful word, Linda, ownership. Ownership. If kid, we, we know, think about that word for a minute. We know that when people own something, when they perceive ownership of it, they take care of it. They become responsible for it. They become motivated to do something about it. Whether that's whether that's a person who owns their home and so they take better care of it than if they were renters, or whether that's a car that you own that you take better care of than if it's a rental car. Ownership just has some powerful impacts on people. And I like that you use the word ownership of goals because a lot of times in our experience, parents are setting the goals for their kids. Well, I was just going to say that that's the hard part. I mean, it's so tempting to sit down and say, you are so good at math. 
you really need to get an A in that class, don't you think? Let's write that down. Let's write down, get an A in math. Oh, that's a good goal you just set, son. Way to go, daughter. You just <laughs> set your goal, but actually it was the parent and, and the motivation's not there. Yeah, and you do, you do have to turn it over to the kids. And it's not as easy as it sounds because you see kids who have so much potential in music or athletics or whatever, and they're not interested or they're not they're not even thinking about it well, it's really hard i mean you do have to direct them a bit but. well you have to realize we have to realize as parents that goal setting is a foreign concept to most kids they don't they don't think in terms of setting goals until the parent really teaches them what a goal is why it's beneficial how to set it um you know we watch a lot of uh families and in, in what we do and um, a lot of the parents frankly don't really know how to set goals I was with a parent the other day who said well I'm so proud of my daughter she set a goal to practice the piano for an hour every day and I thought well <laughs> okay but that's not actually a goal what we used to really try to drum into our kids and what we try to teach parents to do today is to differentiate between a goal and a plan so using that piano example, uh, a goal should be a destination you arrive at, the, the achievement of something that's measurable and you get there and you've done it. Whereas a plan is a, a way to get to that destination. So I think in this case of this child setting a goal to practice every day, that's a wonderful thing. But if she had a goal, to finish book three by January 1st or whatever, something that you reach, a destination, then the plan of practicing one hour every day would be perfectly positioned as the path to get to that goal. And, and frankly, teaching just that basic concept to kids is a really powerful thing. So you don't want the child to sit down and say, well, my goal is to study for an hour every day or do my homework before dinner. Those are all good things, but those are plans. The goal ought to be what grade are you going to get in that class or what are you going to do on that team or whatever. And if you can do that, then that's going to make a big difference. It really is fun to see the kids take this. It takes a while and some training. And actually, we started with this when our kids were three years old. <laughs> We hate to admit oh, we it. Start, we were a little We started overboard. in joy school when we just had three little things that they were thinking about that we can, uh, what do you want to do? What do you want to do this week for your family? You know, and then have yeah. them think about what they would like to do. And, and they're and too little to write. Yeah, yeah. They, they drew a picture of it. And it really was uh, fun to have them start thinking, I have control of what happens in my life. And not complete control when you're three, I, I wish, but no. Um, but anyway, it really is so fun to see them, their little wheels start turning and what do I want to do with my friends? And then talking about kindness and so on and so on. It really is fun starting from the time they're really Well, there, there's a breakthrough when a child really gets it, when suddenly you can almost see the light go on in their, in their eyes when they say, oh, oh, a goal. I can actually think about something that I want to do and I can actually do it. I can, I can decide something in the future before I get there. It's going to take work, but I can do it. And, and, you know, we think about that as an obvious thing as adults, but kids need to understand that. Now, 
Linda, I'm going to introduce a little tangent here that's going to make you laugh. Um, I want to tell you listeners about one of my favorite things in the whole world, something I just love. I've loved them for so many years, and I'm going to incorporate it into this discussion of goal setting. Linda, I love foam core boards. <laughs> Do you think I am surprised <laughs> to hear you say that? Well, let, let, me, let me tell you what, I, I mean, you can get posters. First of all, I should back up for a minute. When a goal, for especially for a child, when a goal is visible, when it's big, when he sees it all the time, when he's thought about it and written it down, and it's not in some little book or on some little piece of paper, it's big, and it's maybe on the wall of his room or something, uh, then that little boy or girl really is conscious of it and it becomes, he gets the ownership and he really works hard at it. And so posters are fine and big pieces of paper are fine, but foam core boards oh are so goodness. wonderful. I have to tell you listeners, when Richard <laughs> first started on this tangent, I'm like, wait, wait, where are, we, where are they going to put these for starters? Uh, they're not going to put that up in their room, and actually, they, they did. did. And it was like between Mike, the poster of Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson, but it was there in their room. <laughs> that takes us back a ways. And, uh, yeah, it does. But, but but a foam core board, it's it's like, if you don't know what that is, bless you, because you need to know about foam core boards. We used them a lot when I was a, a consultant and, and in marketing presentations and so on, but but they're like a poster, but they're rigid. They're very light. They're, they're you can get them at any stationery store. They're well. There's foam they're between. Big. They're big. There's foam between them, so they're rigid. You can stand them up in a corner. They they're they're not flimsy. They don't tear like a like a poster. And what I'm getting at is that when you here here's what I would suggest: if you want a child to get excited about setting school year goals, set first of all, let him be aware of your own goals. And do it visually. Get a foam core board or get something big and put your own goals on there. Your your goals for your work, your goals for around the house, your goals, your social goals, your your studying goals, whatever your goals are, make them clear and then and then share them with a child. And we're talking about any any child from a young child up into a teenager and say, look, you know, I just want to share my goals with you. I love goals. When we set a goal. It's something we're working toward, and it's so exciting to achieve a goal and, and sort of convey the idea that a goal and goal setting is a very adult, grown-up, sophisticated activity, and then sort of say, you know, I think you're old enough to set some goals. Would you like to set some goals for, you know, the school year starting? What kind of goals should we set? And engage that child in a discussion of what a goal is and how he could set some goals for the coming school year. Get his ideas first and then nudge him or her toward maybe some categories for goals. Kids have to have categories in which to set their goals, don't you think, Linda? Oh, well, absolutely. And we've kind of, um, we've kind of evolved, morphed, evolved. evolved or morphed through this through the years. Because when uh, we were, when the kids were little, we asked them to set a goal for physically, what do they want? So uh, mentally, emotionally, socially, and spiritually. It was a little, t a little and, tough for them. Well, but you know, the little kids, we just did family and friends. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. But just three little simple things. But as they got older, they were able to incorporate these. And then later, the, we said, well, let's just simplify this when you 
go to school. Let's think about your um, school year goals, your, your academic, your grade for your goal for your grades, your right. academic goals, and then your extracurricular because there's always music and sports and everything in between. And, th and they ought to have goals on those, obviously. Right. It's not just participation. It's what do you want to do? How do you want to develop in that area? Right. And then character goals. Who, who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? How do you want to develop that person? So, you know, and the fourth one was always, you know, family goals. Set some goals for, you know, what you want to do within your family. We're going to share some of our kids goals in the second half of the show today. And I will say this, Linda, one one blessing for parents in teaching kids how to set goals is there's a high humor value in it. Some of the things kids come up with are hilarious. Oh, they're so funny. And uh, I, I found one phone cord word along with about 20 others that, that you had done and we had done, but honestly, this is the funnest thing to read through now, and we're going to share it with you. This in is a boy half. who's going into his sophomore year junior, of high school. Junior. You sure it was junior? Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe you're right. But uh, so his, by then, this this particular this is our son Eli, our youngest son, and by the time he set these goals that we're going to discuss in the second half, he um, he had been setting goals. Uh, let's see, he was probably 16 going on 17. So he'd been setting goals for at least 12 years. Right. Because uh, he started when he was very young. So you'll be impressed by how sophisticated some of his goals are, but also how funny some of them are. And you'll see that he set them in all four of those categories we talked about. And I wish we had, uh, we'll, we'll throw in some, some younger kids' goals as we go along because this is not just for high school kids. This is for someone as young as kindergarten, how to set school year goals. We'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back. We're, today we're talking about goals and before you turn off the radio, please stay with us because this has been such a fun thing with our kids. I mean, uh, I, we all set goals and then we don't we don't accomplish them. I mean, we were saying at the very beginning of the show that January seems like when we set goals. But for us, when our kids were all home, September was the goal setting time. And uh, it, really, the school year. it really is important to have kids learn how to set their own goals. And we're going to share some examples of some goals that our kids set at the start of the school year, partly for their entertainment value. But let me say one other thing just to start off, Linda. This, this is a little theoretical, but I think this is very, very powerful. When you, when, here's what happens when a child sets his own goals. Um, as you pointed out, it gives him ownership of those goals, but it does to your relationship as a parent with that child. Uh, let me see if I can make this really dramatic. When a child has no goals, your relationship with that child during the school year, at least a major part of it, is pushing and nagging and trying to motivate and trying to get incentive and trying to bribe and all kinds of other things you've got to do better in school honey how about this how about this and you're constantly you're sort of a person who's trying to manage and push that child now think of what changes when a child has set his own 
goals for the school year and and you've worked with him and you've you've managed to stay out of it enough to be on the sideline and these are now the the kids goals that he has set or she has set for himself now think what that does to your relationship you now become an encourager a consultant uh son how can i help you with your goals i know you set a goal to get a an a or at least an a minus in that class whatever the goal was and I really want to help you if there's any way I can. How are you coming on it? Can I help? Uh, it, it's the whole relationship, the whole dynamic changes helping the child to work towards his or her goals rather than trying to get the kid to work toward your goals for the kid. Yeah, it just makes all the difference in the world. So we are looking at a phone core board created by our son, Eli, I think we can go ahead and say that. I guess you're right. He was fabulous. 16. Yeah, he was 16. Is the school year goal? The school year goals for 1999 to 2000. Now that takes us back a long time. Yeah, but and it doesn't matter what year it is. Let's just think of this as the goals of a 16-year-old boy. And and we're going to tell you where he is now at the end of the show, but. Um, it is so interesting. We just found this and thought, oh, my goodness, he's very artistic. He always has been. So he has 2,000, 2,000 written across this Filling entire Filling up this whole phone core board. board. And each of those, each of those numbers is, is hollow. So within the two, he has written all of his, uh, Spiritual his goals. goals for his character, his, what he wants to become. And several of them are spiritual. Then number two are in the first zero, in this big round zero, he's written all of his goals for his academics for the year. And in three, the, the, the second zero, he's written his extracurricular goals, which in his case included tennis and piano and uh, student government. And then in the family, the last zero, he's written some family goals. And, you know, again, you've got to understand this is a 16-year-old. Some of them are not maybe the way you would state them as a parent, but give some examples of some of the best ones, honey. Honestly, this we were just laughing so hard reading this because it's so amazing how his mind works. Like in the spiritual character one, um, and there's seven. He's got this big seven at the bottom. Oh, his so theme was seven. Seven. There's seven goals in each of those. Uh, Think about things. that for a minute. He, he, there wasn't enough to set goals. He wanted a theme. And it, so it's seven. He likes the number seven. So a lot of these goals use the, the number seven. So number four in this one is service, being Christ-like. This boy is thinking about going, being a missionary within a couple of years. And um, he's saying... Um, do service once a week for either family or friends. Every seventh day. Um, get Salim to college in America with a scholarship. I don't know who Salim was. Oh, that was. was a foreign exchange student he was writing to, so he wanted to help her. And um, so planning session, uh, his number three is the seventh day of the week, which is Sunday, a planning session, full one hour. And we have these hourglasses that we gave the kids. This is going a little bit uh, crazy. Um, and then he has a little book that he does. That he writes his goals in. And um, it, it pre is pretty amazing. And number seven is journal entries. Uh, you, every, every week, he says, use the word feel. 
in expressing my feelings. Now that is yeah. pretty, that's pretty sophisticated. And then he has seven little, uh, little circles here that he can fill in. Right. Um, right. Let me jump over to the family one for a minute. Cause it's so, I can't resist. Uh, one of his goals in the, in the family section was become charity's best friend, no matter how hard it is. <laughs> oh, you have to know. You have to know the backstory on this. They have, this is his little sister. Honestly, he never forgave her for taking over his place as the baby of the family. He was the baby for three years, which is the longest stretch anybody had in our family. And honestly, they drove us crazy just being at each other's throats all the time. They were so, they were enemies. And so this just delights our little, our little hearts to see this become charity's best friend, no matter how hard it is. That's and, by, and by the way, each of these goals has a plan underneath the goal. And then back to this thing of helping kids differentiate between a goal, which is a destination and a plan, which is a path to get there. So in this case, his goal was take charity out twice a month and be friendly with her and persistent and patient <laughs> and give her seven compliments per day. Oh, per wow. Day. <laughs> well, that's a quite an aggressive plan right there. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is that this was, I'm thinking back on it and this was the year that Eli and charity sort of finally got over their, their rivalry and actually started to become and friends. Actually, now, and, it's, and it's because of this goal. Now they are best friends. They just, uh, went on a big trip. Had, had babies within five days of each other. I mean, who knew when he was writing this that how that would evolve? Because it could have gone either way at that point. Um, also, in the in the physical, he talks about um, the extracurricular. The yeah, the varsity uh, varsity singles and and he on the tennis. He he's a tennis player and he has specifically seven unforced errors. Seven times two winners, seven aces per set. I mean, it is just very just specific so goals. And then he had he was on the basketball team, so his he, he was a junior coming up to a junior. So his goal was seven points a game on varsity and seventeen on junior varsity, staying with his theme of seven. And then he has these plans underneath it: his weightlifting and his. Uh, you know, he wants to become a starter on the varsity by the end of the, year. The, end of the and, year. And dump, dunk in a game. He, he, and so his plan, for, <laughs> his goal is to dunk in a game. And his plan for that is to do the jump rope daily. <laughs> then he has his piano goals. <laughs> and this is hilarious. He's got a little piano, little sign piano, little piano keys. It says 40% better. I don't know how you... Well, that, the, the point is, though, that's a that is a goal. He understood that it wasn't just to practice. And then his plan underneath it is practice daily and compose his own songs. And he's in the, and under the, the composed goal is buy the composition paper and do it. So, you know, I want to just, I wish you could see this. A picture would be worth a thousand uh, words, but every goal that he has set has a little plan underneath it. And you got to picture this on this foam core board on his wall so that he gets up each day and he sees it. Now, let's go back to the process for a minute because uh, I remember so well setting goals with these kids and again, going down to very small kids. And the wrong way to do it is what you illustrated a minute ago Linda, where you're saying, okay, let's set some goals. And then you start suggesting goals to them. It's better for you to say, what, what do you really want to accomplish in, in, in your academics this year? 
And, and let's say the kid says, well, I'd like to get a B average. And, and you don't like that goal. You'd rather have them shoot for A's. But still, you don't want to be the one who, who forces him to raise the goal. Better that he sets his own goal and then you encourage and maybe he can raise the goal later. But it's got to belong to him. This is Eli's goal in the academics. Uh, again, he's on this theme of seven. He says, I've got to raise my GPA from last year by 0.7 points. He's using that seven theme. But what that translates to right under it, he says a 4.0 average this year because I had a 3.3 average last year. So he's, and then he's got the things listed that he has to do. Except nothing less. And then he says, let teachers know what I'm all about. Uh, Get a syllabus for each class, plot out grades in, in my goal book, which is a little planning book. Stay on top of it. Always be ahead. No, zero procrastination. I'm not sure he absolutely filled that. And then his second goal is pass the AP history test. And then he's got his plan. Take notes daily in class. Talk to the teacher. Go over each chapter. Talk to Q. That was the name of his teacher about the best stuff to study. So I'm prepared for the test. So my point is, Our point is you can see this 16-year-old brain creating these goals and then creating plans to go under them in order to give himself a a chance to reach those goals in all four of these areas, putting it on this big foam core board, looking at it in his room. Now, what would the foam core board or the goal shard or whatever, what would it look like for a five-year-old or a six-year-old? Yeah, again, you think, oh, they can't really do that, but we have, I wish we'd kept some of those because they were so sweet. They just had a little piece of paper and they just had three circles and then they drew a picture of what they wanted to do. Um, I remember one, one of our little girls struggling with a friend that week. And so she drew a picture of two little girls hugging each other. Little stick stick figures. Yeah. And, um, and then that was her goal to make a new friend. Or, or I don't know if it was make a new friend or, or, or make up with, make that, up friend. with that friend. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's just things that get in their mind are so powerful when it's what they want to do and not what we want them to do. So picture yourself as a parent now walking into one of your kids' rooms a month from now or two months from now. And maybe the goal setting changes everything. Maybe maybe without the goal setting, you're walking into the kids' room saying, hey, why haven't you started your homework yet? Don't you know that you're going to, if you don't start doing better in school, you're not going to have the grades to get into college. Let's let's get you going. And it's just all this pushing and nagging yeah, and, and so on. And also with music, you know, which was yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my focus because I was a music major and you know, instead of just saying, hey, you haven't practiced today. What are you thinking? You're never going to you're never going to make it if you don't be consistent. Just say, um, what was your what was your goal? And what, I mean, how are you doing on that? How let me help you on your goal to learn uh, this little sonata or better yet, the, the child comes to you. And this actually happens. It says, Mom, I'm really worried. I'm not I'm not getting my goal. Can you help me? I need help to get there, you know. That's the powerful thing. And that and that's what you want. You want to walk into the child's room and instead of nagging and pushing, you want to walk in and say, hi, 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 son or hi, daughter. How you doing? How, how's it coming on your goal? 
Um, anything I can do to help? I'm, uh, looks like you're going to make it. You're doing great on your goal. I now, sure am behind you. I want to support you in every way I can on your goal. Now, don't let us make you think that this works in every case and that it's not hard and that there are some things that don't happen. There's a lot of these goals that did not accomplish, be accomplished. But it really is amazing because he accomplished so much more just because he had written that down and because he was committed to doing better and it was his plan, not ours. You might so, be able to tell that we feel pretty strongly about this. You so might. Good luck to you on helping your kids set school year goals. Good luck on that. We'll talk again next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.